This week, we discuss the changes coming to the postseason, the end of the Countdown Cup, and why this episode is a week late. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's gameplay episode of the Believe in Overwatch the Week podcast. Sorry again for the last week for missing. I blame Spectrum Internet uh, just screwing us over for two years in a row. How have you been, Kevin? How has been video gaming and, and playing stuff for you? Um, games have been good. I haven't played Overwatch. I haven't been at my PC, actually, now that I think about it, um, all week. I've been playing around. I, I did an eSports event on Friday. Um, I was out there from Thursday to Saturday. Um, and for the most part, I've just been cooped up in my room reading manga trying to catch up on everything um and then also been on that pokemon unite grind so i'm trying to keep my mental sharp there um but yeah my my gaming experience has been really good i watched a friend play uh route 96 have you have you heard of that game i have not heard of that what is that route 96 is apparently a game that you play as a hitchhiker and it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game where to go around and depending on what actions you do or don't do uh determine story plays out and what it means uh at the end of the game um but yeah uh i watched my friend fancy plant fancy pants play it uh he he went through the whole game um and yeah it it makes you you know emotionally invest into some characters some characters you just don't care for um but like it, depending on your actions and what you say will determine the outcome of the entire journey. Hmm. So definitely interesting uh, gameplay wise. Um, and then through the event, uh, when I was working in Sacramento for this weekend, um, Dor actually told me about this game called Before Your Eyes, um, which uh, it, it was such a curious concept to me that I had to buy it. And um, I'm not going to play it until I can stream it. Um, but apparently, Dora just said, like, it's a game that has no controller. What? And I'm like, okay, how, do, how does this work then? And he's like, so the game requires a webcam. And I'm like, huh. oh, okay. And so it's called Before Your Eyes because it moves the story every time you blink. And I was like, that, that, that doesn't seem like that that doesn't seem possible and he's like it is get the game like figure it out and i'm like okay i'll i'll definitely give it a shot like i think i have to do it on stream because i feel like it's an it's definitely like an experience i want to have you know people understand like hey i'm i can't click on anything like right right we're just here to to move forward and make sure that it connects with my uh with my webcam and that's it so yeah definitely an, an interesting experience but i'm i'm definitely waiting till i can uh start streaming and getting everything back up again uh how about you matt how was your how was your week how was your gaming sessions and how was everything going um i played a little bit of overwatch today um i just due to the uh the performances that i'm doing i have not been able to play on the last game for these omnics and i'm not able to play this friday's game so um 
sadly they are out without their they're super aggro charging in all the time and, and freaking out the healers, Reinhardt. So um, I'll be back. I'll be back in the next game after this one. Um, But I just, I got my PS five finally. So um, pro tip, if you are, if you're ordering one, make sure you um, make sure you send it to the right address because that was a, a freak out for me because I did, I had not updated my GameStop account address. Um, but if you are trying to get a PS5, like I, I like I, I figured out how to do it this way, and afterwards I got it in one try. Um, so what I recommend is um go to GameStop and if there's a GameStop in your area, I don't know what how to help you folks internationally. Um, but this is for like people who live near GameStops in, in America, but I would go to GameStop and like get the $15 pro membership. I would go onto Twitter and follow Matt Swider. It's just M-A-T-T-S-W-I-D-E-R. He's the editor-in-chief of Tech Radar, and he's like for the past, I guess pretty much since the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One came out, he's been like posting um, when restocks happen. So put on alerts for that. And then I would, since you've now have the... um, the GameStop Pro account and you have access to their early drops, just wait for um, whenever he puts an alert for the GameStop restocks, like just uh, have his Twitter ready, have his live stream ready, because um, what I discovered from doing that is that uh, GameStop, even though like there's a certain time that they're supposed to be dropping it, they might be late. Um, So like I waited for an extra half hour, like after the nine o'clock supposed drop before they actually were ready to sell. So keep that in mind also don't keep refreshing because if you keep refreshing like too often then the website will think that you're a bot and then kick you out um and he'll tell you when it's like he'll he'll refresh for you so you'll know when it's safe to um to refresh and and buy it and then from there just like buy your playstation yeah It's, it's actually fairly easy once you once you figure out like it's not really a hack, I guess, but like the easier way to do it. And so I got my PlayStation now and I'm, I'm broke, which it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You're, you're broke, but for entertainment. So I guess it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I eat, you can eat a PlayStation when you're that hungry. (laughs) I mean, I could eat the PlayStation four, which is, Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I was honestly so I I don't know if I mentioned it on uh on the podcast before but like I was talking with my dad and he said that he wanted to do you know like a mini version of Hot One uh where mm-hmm. essentially yeah you you know we we take the sauces my my dad's been collecting them and we we dip a nugget it and we got to do something right mm-hmm. um I was telling my father um we need to do like a game that has mini games in it or something that like has turns and um that way it kind of like sets when we're supposed to eat the next one you know uh-huh, um uh-huh. so the first idea like my father hasn't played like any games at all so it's we're trying to figure out like an easy game that would be nice i mean the first idea was like mario party right like you yeah, play mario that's... party to like 15 rounds and then you just eat eat wings uh after round five right uh 
and then by the end of the game you're you're dying right yeah. um i was saying i think for the funnier one is to wait until september uh 10th when uh warioware comes out oh and then do warioware as the mini game in between each each wing um but I was debating whether to do that or to ask if I could borrow my grandma's Wii and go and get the old warrior because that one I remember required you to do like weird poses with your uh <laughs> with the with the Wiimote and stuff like that. So I'm just like imagine your mouth on fire, but you have to hold this Wii remote to your nose and burn. Like <laughs> that is the only way how to truly, you know, get these through. Um, That'd definitely be a lot funnier. I w- I would have to I, s- definitely say. Exactly. So I, I'm debating which one I should do. Um, I do think that the the other WarioWare, uh, the first WarioWare is probably funnier to watch. Um, but we we won't know until the time comes. You know. I'm I'm excited for like I've I've been saying like we need a WarioWare for uh for the switch and now we're finally getting it so that and then metroid i'm excited for when metroid dread comes out yeah i'm I'm a big fan of you know the pokemon series i've been playing a lot of that but um i know they usually do it towards like the end of the lifetime of of the console um but i really do want uh i want rhythm heaven mm. for the switch because i i love rhythm heaven as a series all right, so moving into the actual gameplay stuff, let me open up the Overwatch League website, which I should have had queued up, which you think I would have learned after two years, Kevin. You think I would have learned. Um, so I guess <laughs> catching up for the last two weeks, I'm just going to read the results because I don't want I don't want to talk about the, the results from two weeks ago because they're not relevant, um, but I'll just talk about the results. Um, so going into the um, leading up to the knockouts, we had the Paris Eternal lost two to three to the Toronto Defiant. The Florida Mayhem lost one to three to the Houston Outlaws. The Spark lost one to three to the Hunters. The Valiant got knocked out 0 and three to the Charge. The Spitfire went 0 and three against the Paris Eternal. The Shock 3 0'd the Vancouver Titans. The Florida Mayhem lost one to three to the Gladiators. The Valiant went 0-3 to the Hunters. The Charge went 3-2 over the Spark. The London Spitfire went 3-2 over the Vancouver Titans. The Gladiators went 3-0 over the Outlaws. And the Shock went 3-1 over the Defiant. So then here came the knockout rounds. So the NYXL lost 1-3 over the Hunters. The Soul Dynasty went 3-1 over the Fusion. The Eternal went 2-3 against the Defiant. The fuel went 0-3 against the San Francisco Shock. So that left the um, the Atlanta Rain went 3-1 over the Defiant. And the Gladiators knocked out the San Francisco Shock. So moving into the actual Countdown Cup, we had these four teams, the Soul Dynasty, the Atlanta Rain, the Gladiators, and the Hunters, which was interesting because like none of the top, the quote-unquote top teams made it this round. So you didn't have the shock. You didn't have the outlaws. You didn't have the fuel. You didn't have the dragons. Um, I guess the closest one to like 
I guess more of one of the top teams that we've seen here before is I guess maybe the sole dynasty because they've made it to the finals round before, but they've never, they've never gotten very far, but they made it back. Um, so here was the, uh, the countdown cup. Here's how it shook out. The sole dynasty lost against the Atlanta rain. Uh, the gladiators went one against the Chengdu hunters. So that was a, a one and three and a three to two. So moving to the winner's bracket, um, the LA gladiators took a three O over the Atlanta rain. And then in the loser's bracket, the Chengdu Hunters went 3-0 against the Seoul Dynasty. Um, and then the loser's semifinal, the Chengdu Hunters beat the Atlanta Reign 3-0. And then for the final, we had a rematch of the first round match. Um, so it was the Chengdu Hunters versus the LA Gladiators. And that was a 3-4 in favor of the Gladiators. Um, like Looking at these results, I, I wasn't able to watch most of the matches. I only watched the final. Um, so looking at them numbers wise and again numbers wise doesn't really tell the full story it's just the results but numbers wise this looked fairly one-sided most of the time like the closest you got were to to like even matches were the gladiators and the hunters because those both went to like match point both times yeah i feel like if if you just look at the numbers here i mean once again, like it doesn't tell the whole story, but yeah, it feels like the hunters and the gladiators really brought it for this event, and they were just like, okay, and anything else other than the finals, like we really have to like shell out for. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting to see how how this shook out. Um, and yeah, what you mentioned it before, but like none of the big players who have been here before um, even made it to you know the the final rounds here so the the fuel and the dragons were like the two that most people were like oh yeah they'll they'll breeze through and get in here um but yeah they were they were nowhere to be seen uh this time around so i feel like if anything once we start getting into playoffs you know the last um the last bits of of the games right we we got to just see how uh, this is going to, uh, this is going to play out, you know? Right. Right. Um, and like after this, now it's like, I guess it's all, all record based, right. From, from here on out into the, uh, what is it? The, the playoffs. So th- those start next week. Dang. Yeah. So the playoffs, um, I don't know. Wait, is it, do we still have another round of games? Is that a thing? Let me check the schedule real quick. Because, um, like, I know that after we have the Countdown Cup. I mean, we had we had the round. We have the first round where it's like the the lower seeds are are picking who they're going to fight or match up to try to qualify for the later matches. Like the first three rounds are 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 picks of like the lower seeds. I believe. Yeah. So yeah, the question is like how does this like yeah, there's a lot of like to be determined. I gotta f- just figure out how um how those are determined. Um but I remember seeing, yeah, the when we actually get into the playoffs, which start on the week of the sixteenth of September, um 
the teams that have the highest seeds are supposed to be able to pick their opponents, right? Right. From whoever's left. Uh, so I feel like that's going to be really interesting to see who makes it there and who who doesn't, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, play-ins start next week and then playoffs are in two weeks after that on week 23, um, which were supposed to be in Dow- in Texas. Now they're going to be in Hawaii again. Um, yeah, and I don't know if, like, you know, this last-minute fling of, like, hey, we have to switch from Dallas to Hawaii. Um, does that change the way how uh, they have to structure or organize the last, like, the final bits? Or are they just going to be like, okay, yeah, two teams, you know, they, they said that they had two labs, two separate labs for the teams right so is it just like okay the the two na are just going to be playing here we'll get the remote uh china when when it does come in um or from asia when we do get it so like that's going to be the other discussion piece but um yeah i i do also want to see like you know the storyline shake out too there's been a lot of like there's been a lot of discussion you know like oh the shock are washed like um but you know we've seen them like do different things especially during like the the end of the season like a lot of teams have like cruised to the end um so i i don't know if there's going to be anything uh that's going to shake up the way how we see this but um definitely for now if you're shanghai the gladiators dallas or chengdu you're you're kind of sitting pretty still uh, you know, you actually have your games to play. Um, and then you get to pick your pick your opponents, and then it just goes to double Elam from that point forward. So um, I feel like all of those are going to be interesting to see. Um, right. See who moves on. And uh, yeah, Grand Finals, once again, September 25th. Uh, we're supposed to, you know, have them later it it does feel a little different it it feels weird like in terms of scheduling like even though they said oh, okay they're they're in hawaii now and that's when we're doing it um between the final matches of the qualifying to the grand final uh it is like a whole week it's a whole six days <laughs> that teams are going to be you know in Hawaii, like getting ready, or you know, assuming assuming that it does go, um, you know, two teams from, you know, NA or yeah, the NA region, uh, we will have, you know, they'll they'll have a significant amount of time in Hawaii before they face off again, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like that's gonna be really interesting, especially for. Um, you know, uh, University of Hawaii, but also for the players' experience. Like, it, let's say if you do win, you know the the September nineteenth game. Like, what what do you do for six days? You 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 party for three, and then you play hard for the last. Like, you you scrim and you get ready for the next three, or like, how, how does I mean, that, that work? Fun. I mean, like, I feel like they deserve it at that point. Yeah, like being able to get out of you know knockout rounds is really important. So I I do want to see how this shakes out. 
for sure. But we are we are getting a little ahead of ourselves on that. I again, I only was able to watch the grand finals match. Did you catch anything, Kevin? I know you you were busy uh, doing. doing no, I was busy. Games. Yeah. Um, not gonna go super heavy into this, but um, as I said earlier, the only two teams that really seemed like they they had a lot of strength in this. Uh, in the countdown cup finals were the hunters and the gladiators. I mean, I feel like the rain are typically a, a very strong team. I just don't feel like they, like at least in this, in this tournament, they, um, they, they didn't probably have as much push, I guess. Like, I don't know. The, the gladiators just seem like a, a stronger team than the rain. So, uh, while it would have been cool to see the rain get it, my money was definitely on the gladiators making it, and they did. Um, so this went the distance. This went all seven matches. Um, I feel like, in, in general, um, what it, a lot of it went down to, I feel like the gladiators just have a much stronger foundation than the hunters do because when you're when you're watching the hunters play it's pretty much leave and jinmu making all these really big hero plays like you have you have the the chengdu hunters go into chengdu zone a lot throughout there they're doing it less but there were a lot of times where um sideshow and bren were like what in the chengdu is going on especially like i think then they mentioned it a lot in havana with their their really weird picks like they switched um uh Jinmu like when where leave would typically be playing like the snipers you have Jinmu playing a sniper so they're running a double sniper comp with an Arisa even though the snipers are are a different place in the map and then you're going Arisa ball which is a very strange composition like does that make sense Kevin Arisa Hammond I, I don't feel like that has a lot of synergy at all uh not really uh I Mentally, that doesn't make any sense. But I guess you know, if if a team wants to make it work, they'll make it work. You know, right? I mean, because because like just, I don't know how it works. Because I I like, from what we know of Chengdu, I feel like they're very much known for running ball, and they're very much known for running Jinmu and Fara. It is pretty much like almost a given at times with, with this team. You know. Yeah, um, uh, I feel like the the only way how I could like maybe see it working is like if you pull somebody in and pile drive on top, I guess, or using the number of people you pull in to get more shield, like to confirm more shield. Uh, I, I guess that's a way of going about there's it. There's not a ton of it's still there's not a ton of synergy with like the abilities of those two tanks because you're on one hand you're running bunker, the other hand you're running dive at the same time. Yeah, it it's like two tanks kind of doing their own thing, but they just so happen to work together. I mean, the only way I could think of it is like if you use that barrier as just like a retreat for the Hammond. Yeah, it's just like extra extra safety. But even then, that's like very conditional because then then you're using it because then you're prioritizing your tank instead of using it to save the rest of the team. It's weird. Um. But anyway, I feel I definitely feel like the gladiators are are just so much stronger as, as a team. Like you have Kevster and Birdring. Birdring was 
doing amazing with his Hanzo a lot of the time. Um, also did really good on far, but it's I think primarily his Hanzo really stood out, got a lot of really good snipes and a lot of was able to break a lot of the pushes that the hunters would were trying to set up just by taking the early pick. Um Jinwoo and Leave also did well, but they they still did fall to birdring a lot of the time. Kevster was doing a lot of very strange things on the tracer. Like I also feel like this this shows how strong the uh the gladiators were by themselves because a lot of the time the gladiators were fighting 5v6 and still winning because Kevster was always a lot of the time just in the back line hiding and waiting to try to get um to try to pick someone off when they were least expecting it. So even though like yes, there is a lot of potential there to to um to get the quick unexpected kills that still leaves your your main team at a disadvantage in the numbers game a lot of the time so um there's that muse um i think if anything muse was a lot of uh they built their strategy around muse a lot because if you notice like especially i i would point out in nubani um nubani they the gladiators did win but there was a lot of the time where Muse was on his uh, his Winston. As soon as Muse dies, the, the gladiators have to kind of pull back and regroup and wait for him to come in, which gave the hunters a lot of ability to come in, like especially in the first attack, like Muse dies, gladiators pull away, and the hunters are able to move in and and take the cap, um, take the point right there. So um Muse was very central. Like he he did okay. I think he did. I think he did better with his Orisa than with his Winston. Um, but the Winston was still like very in, important for their dive, which it was, it was, it's strange to see them hop switch in between dive and then the Orisa kind of bunker composition. Um, like in the, in the middle of a map sometimes, like typically I feel like you, you would teams would stick between one strategy or another, depending on the map. Um, but both sides kind of switched it up in between um what else oh another thing i think the, the final thing that i really noticed about this matchup is that like the hunters don't seem as polished as they should be if they want to be a, a, com- a competitive team like yeah they had their moments of of really good brightness like on oasis they they did amazing especially like if you look on um well not oasis i mean uh what was it what's the name of the um the greek place ilios um lighthouse was was just a huge show of like how strong hunters can be when they are able to run what they'd like to run like the, the, as soon as they took the lighthouse like the, the gladiators weren't even allowed to touch it they didn't even get close like jinmu on that fara and then um jinmu on the fara and then gaga on the arisa was like an insane it's insane how how difficult it was for the gladiators to push past that because the the, the shield for the Arisa kept like it was a bullet sponge so the gladiators couldn't get any like damage onto the um onto the actual team and they they had a hard time pushing past and taking space and then you have up in the air you've got Jinmu just raining down hell upon the the gladiators and it just kill after kill after kill and and it's it's those moments of brightness that show that like yes the hunters can do good things when they bust out of their Chengdu zone, except like you've got times like Numbani where they, they just 
C9 the point or Route 66, where again, they C9 the point or like, I think uh, Kings Row, they also C9 the point. It's just C9 after C9 for them. Like they, they're, they're not, they don't have point presence awareness, you know? It's like, yes, you, you do need to get away from like an alt when it comes in or like be conscious about which space you're taking when to kind of like ebb and flow from your push and your pull. But when you're in overtime and like you, you're right about to take the point and you just decide to step off, it's not the best moment to do that. Yeah, there's, there's some times where you have to like, you have to give up the mindset of going for the kill. Um, to understand to like go for objectives um so it, it is definitely like when you're in the heat of the moment like you can lose track of that but you you guys get paid to do this like just remember you know overwatch at the end of the day is an objective game uh right it, it happens to the best of us but yeah just uh the point <laughs> and i feel like the the loud voice saying over time would, would kind of tip you off that you should you should probably stay on the point you know <laughs> anyway so let's look at the schedule for for what's to come so this week of course we're off because it's typically what happens you give everybody a week to the kind of rest up and, and get back to their their home country um so this is week 20 um week 21 so starting september 4th You've got the Paris Eternal facing the Washington Justice. There was a funny video online from the Washington Justice about how they decided who they would face, either Boston or Paris. Uh, and they were like, the video starts out with them flipping a coin and it was just even both times. And I forget who it was, but like two of the players like were playing a game and like whichever one destroyed an egg. And like they each one was kind of representing another team. So whichever one was the team they would face. So they face, they're facing Paris now. And so the Boston Uprising are going to be facing the Toronto Defiant. Then moving on to the Sunday, September 5th, uh, the Hunger Spark are going to face the Philadelphia Fusion. And there's a TBD match after that for whoever's going to face the Soul Dynasty. Both of those matches are going to have a, um, a rebroadcast encore. And then after that, whoever is a, is a winner of, of those matches is going to face the San Francisco shock as well as another TBD spot for whoever's going to face the Houston outlaws. And those teams are up there because even though they haven't really made it to any of the, the tournaments, they do have the record to win. So this is one of those um, instances where the record, the record is, is more important than I guess, tournament performance. And, and I guess this is where like the, obviously these teams didn't win any of those, um, those extra record points from the tournaments, but like their records were good enough as it stood. They could have done better if they, they'd been in the tournaments, they could have gotten those extra points, but they didn't. And so week 22, the week after that, there's going to be a break. Uh, and then starting on the 16th, again, this is the playoffs as opposed to the play-ins, which is what would have happened in Texas. Um, there's a TBD spot against the Shanghai Dragons for the winners of the play-ins as well as a spot against the gladiators, a spot against the fuel and a spot against the hunters. Um, and after that, it's all open TBD. So there's a lot of that's uncertain, pretty much, much like the entirety of the overwatch league this year. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know where, where who's going to end up facing each other. So um, 
Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things are still up in the air. Uh, we we definitely need to figure out who's playing who. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, the way how teams are kind of prepping for this. Um, I, I feel like a lot of teams are after, you know, the gold. Obviously, that's that's what you're here for. You're here, here to compete. But um, yeah, what should come down during the playoffs like you know implications and all that stuff coming up um this week and next week so definitely things to look out for uh and i I do want to say like even though like i would have loved to have been in person for the uh for the playoffs the grand finale in in la like right in my backyard like i guess kevin you are close enough that you could like come down if you wanted to Oh if yeah, I would, I would have tickets. blown out for sure. If like, they gave us tickets, you you could have we could have like actually done something around this. But like props to I, I will say props to the Overwatch League for being able to pivot this quickly. Props to University of Hawaii and all their staff for being able to to pivot to accommodate um, these two uh, these two events, the playoffs and then the grand finals, which were not supposed to be on the schedule for them. Um, and also props to the league for for prioritizing health and safety over trying to get some some money back from ticket sales so yeah this this week's episode kevin has not been our our best content and it's not our fault not really anybody's fault but it's just like a lot of uncertainty and a lot of like lack of news of things happening in the esports world right now yeah, we we might have to ask the the big people upstairs if we can uh we can pivot, like especially considering all that Blizzard's going through right now. We don't know if you know right, like especially off season. Like we relied a lot on like news about Blizzard in the off season. Yeah, and and without that, I guess we we're going to be talking about other things, just normal uh, geeky stuff. It's just normal normal. Will like, we still be under our Overwatch League umbrella, or are we allowed to like? pivot to a new thing while we yeah. wait we'll definitely see um there, there's a lot that uh you know there's a lot in the gaming world in general that right. i wouldn't mind discussing but uh definitely uh interesting to like, see there's what's always going on. pop culture news it's just like not all of it will tie to overwatch which i'm like surprised for our last off season that we had as much as we did yeah well, Kevin, any, any final thoughts from you before we log off for the week? Um, yeah, if, if you guys want to, uh, if you guys are in Masters and Pokemon, hit me up, please. Uh, games are hard, and I need friends. Uh, <laughs> both of those apply. Games uh, are hard, and I need friends. But yeah, honestly, like, uh, it, just stay up to date with, with the games. There's going to be a lot of, like, really interesting things heading towards the playoffs. Um, we're, we're all looking forward to, to what's going down. Um, so, yeah, keep, keep in touch. Watch for the drama. Uh, stay Watch for drama. I'm, I'm waiting for the Twitter beef. That's honestly like what, what I, I live for. Once, once teams start going head to head and they start throwing that Twitter shade, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on top of that. I know what's up. Live for this. <laughs> I do want like if I get my dream like picks, I do want 
SF versus like the Gladiators at the end, um, or like sometime in in the grand finals, or like at least in the playoffs, because um, I want to see you know, you know, old team versus Moth. Um, mm. You also have like yeah. you know Team USA um, players who are both on both sides, right? Um, like World Cup players and how they're facing off against each other. So I feel like all of that is like really important and really interesting to see. Also, I'm tired of like the outlaws like looking good and then just collapsing. So I hope, I really do hope that they show me something good. This this upcoming one. So yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for our our very our very weird two weeks of episodes. Like this is it's it's weird, but it's fitting that this is happening around the, the two year anniversary of the show. So um, thank you to everybody who stuck with us for two years. Hopefully we'll, 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 we'll make it up to you by having some better episodes coming up. But yeah, thank you all. And we will catch you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.